Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Life of the Lost. I'm Sam. And I'm Megan. And this week's episode is sponsored by Brown Lab Media. Brown Lab Media is a creative community helping to create and promote original content, personal brands, businesses, or anything media-related by people of color. So if you have a chance, feel free to check them out. The link is www.brownlabmedia.com. All right. Moving on to this week's episode. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the time that I went down to Peru. Um, and I was going to live with my parents for a few months. And it was kind of, it was such a crazy time. And I had my journal with me and I wrote in it like almost every single day. And I know I've brought it up a little bit here and there, but I think I really want to dive deep into it this time. Yeah. And, and it's fascinating. I don't know how many people out there who are adopted or are listening, but just, you know, the thought of, actually one meet, meeting your birth family which is really cool i i never was able to meet my parents because my dad went was mia like maybe some of you had known and also my mom had died of ovarian cancer when before i was able to meet her so the so it's pretty much zero chance that i was able to go back and, and meet them and so i think that it's a really cool unique experience for somebody who is adopted to actually have the chance to go back and to experience, you know, their birth family and everything that comes with that, you know, their, their way of living and just who they are and how they, you know, coexist with each other in a whole other setting that are still part of your family. Yeah. And I think, um, I think a lot of people kind of romanticize that and, kind of think like once I've met my birth family like everything's going to be complete or it's going to be so different from my adoptive family and it's I know it's going to change my life yeah and my world. it just for me it just kind of I mean the first time meeting them was crazy in itself but this this what happened what I'm about to tell you about I can't I have no words it totally turned everything upside down for the better for the worse it was just a mix of everything but before I get into it I kind of just want to set the mood, set, set the tone of where I was before all of this happened. So today we're just going to do like a little intro. And this was 2014. I can't necessarily remember. Like I just graduated. I wish I could find like a, a list of like events that happened in yeah. the year 2014 just to give a brief description of like the world that helps relate, relate, relatability. I'm just trying to like figure out how old I was all of a sudden because that would help, right? Yes. 2014 minus 1991 oh is. I was 23. I was a baby. 23. Wow. Well, it turned 24 that year. Okay. 23, 2014. I had. Okay. I know where I was. Pretty much, I had graduated an art college. Sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to say the word, but the name, because people can look me up, but whatever. You're going to Google me. You'll find that anyways. I went to Minneapolis College of Art and Design, and I graduated in 2013. And for... <laughs> Nobody was thinking about that until you like said it, and now they're just like, oh, Googling well, Megan Regis. If you can't put it that way. <laughs> um, it's an open book here. I feel like I talk about a little bit of everything. But yeah. so I had graduated in 2013, uh, and what was I doing? I had a few different internships at the time. Um, but when kind of this started unraveling, it was 
2014. It was the summer of 2014, and I had my first internship, and it had turned into a full-time job. Well, wasn't it my first internship? It was just my first internship that turned into a full-time job, and it was really cool. I was a graphic design intern, and a few months into it, I think it was only supposed to last a few months, like maybe three or four months, and they had promoted me to a it was like a, an assistant director because the marketing director was leaving and they're like, oh, well, you know all about the design stuff. And I was kind of like, oh my God, what am I getting myself into? But it was really fun. It was for um, like a neighborhood association. And I guess the best way to describe it was just kind of making ads, things like that. Um, we hosted a lot of events, so a lot of events, things like that. But anyways, my sister, I found out she was pregnant and that her first child was due in November. And why it was such a big deal is because she wasn't supposed to have any kids at all. And she had been struggling for years and years trying to have kids. So for me, I kind of took it like as a sign. And I was like, oh, I need to be a part of this. Like, I really want to be a part of this. And I really want to be there when she has a baby. And I was totally like gun ho on going there when she was going to have the baby. And so I was, I was like planning this out. But I was really nervous to make that jump. And so I had to talk to like a few people in my life. And I guess even before that, before I talked to these people, like, so with this, I kind of started making like a little bit of a book. And so part of it, like a little bit of um, an intro just said, I had a lot going on around me at the time, but I was only satisfied with my life. Waking up every day with the same feeling was something I knew I needed to change. I was 18 months into my first full-time job, but I knew it wasn't the place I wanted to stay for the rest of my life. I was dating someone for six years, and at the time, I was emotionally detached from everything else in my life. I had been cancer-free for a little over a year, and I felt like I wasn't taking advantage of being alive. And so I think there's a few things going on. You know, I think when you graduate college, you feel like, I'm an adult now, and I didn't, I didn't necessarily have that feeling at that job. Like, I loved my boss so much. She was so sweet and kind, but it's I funny. didn't want to like be there. It's like when you graduate college, like, you're, I, I don't know, like, I saw a meme recently just about, like... I think I showed you just graduating college and how you just magically think that like now you're supposed to like know everything that it, it it you should know about the degree you graduate from. So that should tr- automatically trans translate into being good at your job. Yeah. But you're not. It doesn't like. And you should be making all this money and like all of these things. It's just I guess it's kind of like a like a standard or a, what is that? Perceived conception i don't know <laughs> yeah i guess you just assume that all of these things are going to kind of like fall into place and it didn't feel like that and plus kind of like digging into this a little bit more let's see oh yeah so i had been dating somebody and it wasn't like it's one of those relationships where you know you like you just shouldn't be in it's just like it's it's like it's just too much it's just too much like drama and you're like young and you should be out doing other things and so I was just so like solely invested into this one person that when I said like I was detached from everything else in my life like I literally was I didn't have my focus wasn't on really anything else and so it was just it was a place where I felt like my my heart and my mind just were never really level and I didn't it it just wasn't a good feeling and then a little bit more like going into the cancer-free I had thyroid cancer. Um, I got it about my senior year in college. And it was really, it was a really interesting process. Everybody always asks, how did you know you had cancer? You got like go into a whole thing with like your journey with cancer, like through cancer. But it felt like it happened so fast too. Like it was really, it was weird. So I was just, I I think. you'd be on like, 
a cancer like podcast. Maybe. Like, <laughs> a, somebody being interviewed because I don't know. I feel like there's like I, I feel like you know cancer is such a big thing that a lot of people deal with, and you know their journeys are can be very rigorous. And I mean yours was. I mean you, you know you. But it you didn't had, feel like it. It just surgery. felt like it happened. Like you had you know quick. you had to just a lot of comp like you know not complications but just a lot of like recovery process for that and just going yeah. back to the doctor and then getting these things and mm-hmm. i just think that you know if you really just sit down and talk about it you could talk a lot about it in terms of like your family and how it was affected them on a daily basis yeah that's and, true you know, the doctor visits and just you know like kind of going into your adoption right just you know viewing the world differently knowing that you know obviously maybe the the likelihood that you're gonna die is probably lower i guess than other cancers but still high yeah but still something to think about i mean you have cancer the thought doesn't cross your mind that like i might die even though that might not you know be as real as other you know even more well other levels of cancer yeah and i don't know like i'd be like very i'd be so scared so i don't know sorry side (laughs) Um, oh it's okay it was but for me, like, it's funny when people are like, yo, you could go really in-depth about it. And for me, it just happened, like, super quick. I just went into the doctor. They felt my neck. They were like, there's something wrong. Um, Let's get your thyroid levels tested. They were out of, like, skyrocketing. Um, pretty much, it was just saying my thyroid wasn't working at all. And so, got into a specialist. They're like, yep, it's not working. Like, I think you have, like, Hashimoto's disease or something. Then later, they're like, okay, you have a bump. Let's do, um like, a few months later, let's do a... Uh, what is that called? When biopsy. Like take, yeah, a biopsy, um, which that was kind of creepy, but did a biopsy into this little bump. And then they find out in a few months that it was cancerous. You're going to have to have surgery. And I just felt like it, it just kind of everything just happened so fast. It was just jam packed. And I think I remember by December, I didn't have cancer anymore. I had gone through radiation, just a radiation pill. But yeah, I guess like. I mean, we can get into that another time too because it a big pill it was like two little pills and weird. it was weird because i went into the doctor's office and i sat down and like i was just like wearing this little peruvian hat and i was just sitting there and my mom took a picture of me and i'm just in this chair and i'm just like all right i don't know what's gonna happen and then we had to drive two cars because because of the radiation you couldn't be in the same area as anybody else because mm-hmm. they still had their thyroid they still had all their organs were working fine and if i was with them and drove home with them then like th- theirs would stop working that's what they told me so Jesus. i was sitting there and i was just waiting and this person in kind of like a spacesuit looked like came in and just with these big clunky gloves handed me this tiny little you know those little cups that you have in the bathroom this little cup i had like i think one or two pills in it and i was like oh thank you and i had my water and i was like and i was done and then i got to go home and you know they just kind of quarantined me <laughs> for like a few days like three days i was just watching disney movies and stuff and they would bring my food up to the top of the stairs and then they'd run back downstairs and say all right megan like you can get it now come in my room get the paper plates and everything so it was that was an experience and i guess the reason like that relates to this is because i think after you have cancer after you have surgery after you have anything kind of life-threatening you just feel like now I should live, now I should take advantage of it, I'm alive, it's gone, you know, things like that. And so that's why, and while I was writing this, I just realized, like, uh, like I, I needed to do something. 
and that something was I kind of all tied in at the same time when I found out my sister was pregnant and so seeing those ultrasound pictures and everything was like really cool and it just made me feel like I don't know it gave me purpose I was like oh that's gonna be like a baby and it's a part of the family and it, it, it just was really fun <laughs> meanwhile my other brother already had kids yeah it's like you're so disconnected from yeah. it though yeah I don't know anyways sorry. <laughs> it's okay uh but before I decided to buy the tickets I started talking to like and I just talked to my boyfriend at the time who I didn't trust like I just didn't really trust him very well like like I said just wasn't a relationship I should have been in um but that's like I was making up all these scenarios in my life like if I go what happens if this happens what happens if that happens and so I had talked to my grandma about that I had talked to my mom about that and their kind of conclusion was that all of these reasons are like outside reasons right they're not really internal reasons they're all these things you're worried about but you should be the reason like why you go and like when I was talking to my mom she was super nervous but she never told me she was nervous it was just kind of that feeling like oh my god my daughter's gonna go to a third world country and stay with her birth family like what if she never comes back you know I'm sure those thoughts probably went through her head and uh but yeah I could I always kind of saw the sadness in her eyes so that always kind of made me like if it was a bummer but I knew I had to do it let's see I wanted to uh, what I wrote about my grandma it was just said um oh yeah I was so concerned about all the people around me and details I had no control over. She supported my decision, and after that conversation, I knew I had a, one more person to talk to. Um, and yeah, I guess that's just going back to like outside reasons, right? Like the the worry of something happening, but you have no control over it. And I think that's always been a big problem in my life. And then the next, the last person I talked to to kind of like have the sign off was like an old professor um, from my college, and her name was Nancy Rice, and she had cancer as well. She wasn't the same cancer, but I just felt like I connected with her a lot during college, and so I just felt like she had such a pure, like, beautiful heart, and I really wanted to just kind of hear her and what she had to say about it, and after I got, like, done talking to her, I think we, we met up and we had lunch. I was like, all right, let's just, let's just buy the tickets, so I did purchase the tickets, like, had to, had to quit my job, um, which was kind of like a little bit of a mess too, but it was just, it was really good. It was good to kind of get the sign off from certain like important people in my life. And so that was, that was nice. But so I purchased these tickets and then I went to like a family reunion and it was in the basement of this bar in Minneapolis. And it's kind of like, you know, like a dive bar and it was really nice, but it was nice to get together with family. And so my dad's cousin, Kim Valentini, who's this, the um, owner, why do I say owner? She's the founder. <laughs> She's the founder of Smile Network. And they go in to do cleft lips and cleft palate surgeries on the kids all over the world. And so I had gone on a mission with them prior, and it was one in Lima. And I was just telling her about going to Peru. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go this year, too. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. When are you going? And it turned out we were literally going on the same day. And that was just like mind-blowing and she asked me if I wanted to be a part of the journey if I wanted to be a part of the mission with them and that just kind of started off its own thing too and so I felt like everything was kind of aligning and I didn't know it, it's like I, I almost didn't want it to align because I was so scared to go but after everything started kind of coming together and it's not like it really ever had before 
and it it just felt really nice and i felt like all right like this is this is it now i can't not go yeah yeah because it's it's like uh, you're like stepping into the water and you're like you know right when you jump into a lake and it's like it's cold but it's hot outside but you got to get in yeah it's just one of those things where you just have to throw yourself and just hope that you don't die (laughs) kind of and that was kind of the next step was just telling my boss that I was leaving and I guess it wasn't very complicated it was just more internal again like I was nervous because I was such close friends with her and so just telling her like hey um I'm gonna go to Peru with my family because my sister's having a baby and she's like oh cool that's so fun like how long are you gonna be gone and I was like two months I think three months I'm not really sure and she's like oh what do you think like I told her when I was going and when my last day would be and she's like oh do you think you could like push it off maybe like one more month and I was like no because I already purchased the tickets and she was like in total shock but she was super supportive and she's super sweet as always so it was really nice to kind of just get that out of the way and uh, I guess that was like one of the most nervous things like one of the things I was most nervous about at the time. It's not easy. Yeah, especially because it was a good full-time job, but because I knew I wasn't going to be there forever, I knew after I came back from this experience, I didn't want to go back to that same job. It's one of those things, you know, like this is going to change my life forever. So let's not get back and like stuck in that rut again. Really? You thought it was going to change your life forever? Yeah. I didn't know if I was going to stay, if I wanted to stay there. I didn't know if, this is before I had gone. I had no idea what it was going to do, like how it might impact uh-huh. me. And I didn't want to go back to the same thing. Because it's kind of like, it's like a bad relationship. Like once you go back, you you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, but I also feel like too, like new experiences change your perception regardless of if you go back to the same environment. Because for me, That's true. I was in a shitty environment with my life in, in high school and then mm-hmm. I went to my camp and then I came back into the same environment but with a different outlook on it that's true so it's like yeah you kind of uh, I'm sorry say it say it just say it um you kind of have that mentality of like the the adoption kids who are just kind of like oh like meeting my family is gonna change my whole life which I'm not doubting that but it's right. like, but I also just say like you know just have a just have a little sense of like, it was an excuse it was it. an excuse because I didn't want to work there anymore also oh okay so, so it was kind of right, like right. it was it was like that might have been like a cover for it right like I knew it was going to change my life, but that's maybe not exactly why. Like, I, I just didn't, I was kind of sick of it. It was pretty much, it was in a, it was in a really n- rich neighborhood and there wasn't really any diversity at all. And it just felt as if I had to sit up straight and like talk normal and I couldn't, you know, I had to enunciate all my words and I had to be always like customer service face. And I, I didn't like that. Like, sometimes I just want to, like, slouch. Sometimes I just want to not have to dress up every single time I go to work. I didn't want to have to look professional every single day. You know why I like dressing up? Why? Because I say wear the same goddamn thing every day. But it's you so look good easy. in it, though. That's the thing. I feel like nobody's going to call you out. You have the blue pants. You have the black pants and, like, the green and gray colors. pants. <laughs> but it works. Yeah. And I feel like for women, it, it might... I don't know. Honestly, I think it was just what I was wearing. I... It's like you when you haven't really found yourself out and you're just trying all these different outfits to try to like yeah, make no. yourself look. It took a while for me to get to wear this stuff. Yeah. But I like it. But it, it works, works for you. 
Yeah. And that's like, that's the nice thing about it. And for me, it was just awkward. And everybody was always trying to dress me up. I remember one event I came to and I didn't look like fancy enough. So I went to go buy something at this little boutique and they're like, oh, you should be wearing this black leather skirt. And I was like, um, what? but I only have um, tennis shoes. She's like, oh, no, no, no you're going to look great. And then I had this T-shirt on that said like I love and it had like the thing on it like, of the company I was working for. And I was it was very. I felt so awkward and so like out of character and it was just so weird and I guess that's just how I felt the whole time I was working there just so out of character unless it was just me and my boss and we were just hanging out but other than that walking around just feeling like I had to be somebody completely different and that's when I was just like it's it's been enough so I guess yeah going there and so there are multiple reasons why you want to leave yeah yeah but I'm just thinking of all the cool things that like happened after I got back from the trip but but we'll definitely get into that and uh yeah so I think that's kind of and my backstory yeah your reasons talking with your family talking with people who are important in your life Mm -hmm. on top of your prior reasons which is you know just having that scare with cancer Mm -hmm. and also being in a stagnant relationship where you know you want change you have like a new look on life mm-hmm. based on, you know, your cancer scare. Yeah. Makes sense. Whole list of ingredients in there to make you want to jump somewhere. And mm-hmm. what better place to do it than with, you know, your birth family in a country that you have connections to. Yeah. And it's one of those things, too, where you. I always wanted to do it, but this kind of like pushed it over. But I guess in life, the reason why it was super cool to do it right away there, too, is I had no responsibility. I didn't have to pay rent. Like, I was living with my family in the basement. There was nothing, like, I had just graduated college. I, I was saving my money. Like, there was no responsibility behind it. So, I guess that was, that was, that was it was a good time to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm just thinking about, like, right now, too. Like, it would be hard to go. Yeah, it would, you know. But I think it's only it's only as hard as you make it feel. Yeah. If you go, if you if you need to do something, you just need to do it. And I think we give each we give ourselves like too many excuses not to do things that we want to do. Yeah, it's weird. I guess my whole perception on things is a little different because my whole life has been based around music. Yeah. I've literally made sacrifices my whole entire life for ma- like making music yeah like no parties rarely any parties if there's parties it's just with my band yeah um no vacation i would dub vacations because i would be away from my band um no going away to college because i wanted to make the commitment to be with my band yeah so that was my purpose and that is still my purpose so you asked me everything revolved around that jobs i didn't view jobs as like my career yeah it was just something to pay the bills Mm -hmm. which is why i'm just like you left your job because i'm like dude what like what i don't know what it's money but i know i could buy 6505 plus but that's why i never had that mentality of needing to like the thing is like i saved money my whole life um so it's not like i was like poor sitting on something that i needed to pay off but that's the thing you had something you had like some kind of purpose and at that time at what would i say i was 22 three 20 yeah 24 i didn't have something i was putting my money into it was just like saving it in the bank so i was like it'll be fine i'll be fine i'm gonna take 
what I take like a few like a few hundred down there and called it a day like it wasn't I don't know I guess when you I had this commitment when I was that age I, I, I was working at a dog daycare center, <laughs> literally saving every check just to make it to 1000 and change to buy my 4x12 orange cabinet for my guitar so I could play, in theory, have really good sound on set, on stage. So, I But it's just interesting, too, because it's like, did you ever get to use it? Yes. Oh, you did? I okay, did. well, that's good. I was going to say. Yeah, I took it. All I this, like, working towards something. Took it to Long Island, took it to PA. It was brawling. And my other guitarist at the time yeah. got another a one like it, too. Yeah. Yo, we were like, we felt so <laughs> fresh, and my bassist got the full stack. Yeah. One, like, the one we had. Yeah. But, but, but uh, another one but, yeah. like, that he had. I was like, yo, we are so legit right now. And I, everyone in the band at the time when we were in the band were like, yo, we're, like, tr- we're like carrying, like, $5,000 right now Jesus. in the trunk. And it's just like awesome because that's like that's that was our goal to yeah. like to just be like the pros and how you can be like the pros you gotta have the pro gear yeah anyway sorry to me you're over there like hyped up and I'm over here like digging through my identity like how can I become <laughs> I got no time <laughs> go 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 <laughs> nah I mean you know it's all different 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 paths that's all you know yeah um it's part of part of just cool world you know we, we need everybody in different paths doing different things because uh, it's nice nice to because your paths cross you know and yeah you have to share that experience with somebody else verbally the story literally but also uh, the metaphorical values that you get from those experiences that you can just like you know just sprinkle in all the time subconsciously you know well i think that's like the coolest thing about you too is that Sometimes when I get stuck in something, you're kind of like, so what? You just started this like a few weeks ago and like, and you kind of don't understand why I'm having a hard time like in a rut, but like you, because of your past and because you're so dedicated and like gun ho on things, you're, you have such a, um, I don't want to say like an easier time. Nah, you do. You have an easier time like falling down and getting back up. For me, I didn't have that past experience like I said before on another episode, I've just, I've been a runner my whole life. Like, this isn't working. We're going to go here. I don't like this job. I'm going to go there. And just kind of like going all the way around. And until I met you with the whole job mentality too, it was like, why would you leave a job like that you don't like? You're getting paid. I'm just like, but I don't like it. It's it's not going to make me happy. But you know why? <laughs> Sorry, I digress. But you know why is because like I had seen my mom work a job like for her whole life and she was just happy but she wasn't like super happy and I guess I didn't want to get stuck and so I thought that I had to find a job that was gonna I was gonna keep for the rest of my life because that's how what I saw my mom do and and I didn't want to get stuck at a job I didn't like I didn't want to keep building ranks and then only to realize like I can't really go anywhere else because I'm so good at like this one or good at this one makes me happy notion of like you feeling like stuck because yeah like you said you're 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 good at this how am i going to survive at another place yeah when little do you know it's like life right it's like you could find a better job with better pay with less work mm-hmm. i don't know or, or maybe like you know it's weird i i you know i i mean i feel like even i even feel a little now it's like yeah you know, looking for another job like dang i, 
I hope it's not more work or something. But I really, But then I'm like, yo, like, it doesn't matter. Like, if But I think the cool thing about it now and the difference now is that, like, yo, we have a plan. And, like, we're executing that plan every single day. And when you see that, like, I never had that before. When I was 23, I never had that. So having, like, this plan and, like, being able to work on it every single day and it makes your job like your full-time job like so much less of um an importance to be honest like not as if I don't take it serious because I do like I work really hard at my full-time job but it gives mm. me like a reason some might say too hard <laughs> for me it goes for me yeah <sighs> anyways yeah I mean it's it's a give and take and that's when it's kind of scary to look for a new job when you're kind of comfortable I never thought I'd want to be comfortable in a job, but I like my job. It gives me like the stability, yet I still have like in the mornings I don't and night times I don't feel like I'm completely spent. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're just getting better. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. You're going to see on Sunday when you don't have to go back on Monday, you're going to be like, all right, I like this. Yeah. Until shit hits the fan, call me. It's all right. I'll, <laughs> I'll handle it. Um, but yeah, no, like definitely. Uh, journey. <laughs> journey. Well, we kind of went off on a little tangent of things, but next week we'll kind of get into a little bit of um. Maybe like start with the day of leaving leaving yeah i have it all written down it was wednesday november 12th 2014 find out next time <laughs> on this episode of life of the lost have you ever seen dragon ball z where they say that like it gets to like the most like most epic part and they're just like find out next time on dragon I hate ball that. Z. and then you didn't have it like streaming anywhere I so you had to, had to like wait wait a week but that's what we're gonna only make. only for them not to have that week on, and they would repeat the same episode because I didn't know that it was like the following week because it was like a one of the like you know like a playoff game you know how they like section it like one week after that week is like the why would they do that? Because it creates hype. I don't know. They need planning. You know, they need to make it all. But you would think somebody who's on TV would have had that like all planned out. Well, they or do, did they take it like they. But it was such a hype show. Dragon Ball Z at the prime of it was just yeah. like every little boy, maybe some girls watched it. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe all girls. Watched, I don't know. <laughs> but I, you know, I don't know. I was just, I love that show. But I just hated that part. We so, had to wait. Yeah. So it's nice that, you know, now you can just burn through a whole. Well, even you have to wait for this too, I guess. It's weird, right? This, the whole thing is weird. Anyways, I'm not going to get into what? it. Because. <laughs> I'm like streaming? Not really. Well, you know, I was just talking about like, you know, the manga and then the actual anime show. And oh, the yeah. manga is different, but the anime kind of relates to that. But sometimes the manga isn't up. It's, it, that even is being written in the process. What's manga? Of being is written. that the. Um, it's like the book. It's the book. It's like the comic. The comic, book. yeah. So okay. it's like the comic is being written and also released at the same time. So that can only move as fast. Oh, so every week wait. They so they do that chapter. now? Or did they do yeah. that back then too? Now, now, too. And oh. so even even the even now you're talking about the Japanese compared to like the English, so and it's like it's there's three things. Wait, right? so are the, is it's the, the manga, original one being um, the made in Japanese? Yes. Yeah. Then so they have to bring the manga it to translate in Japanese, it. 
that has a translation on top of the, the manga in actual Japanese that the Japanese company makes that manga only for that manga, uh, sorry, only for that anime to come to America and get English dubbed. Mm. So we have all the, like, Goku, like, the, the voice of Goku, the it voice of Vegeta, like that, yeah. is not the Japanese kids, what they grew up on. Right. We grew up on those characters right. in here. So then that dope, so, so they have to go to the dance studio, yeah. they have to get all the things, they have to have writers translate it, yeah. and say, okay, this is how you say it, and then they have to go back and forth because it's a Japanese. And is this why it took the weeks long? Yeah, it's because it's a Japanese company, so these guys have to, I'm sure, send the episodes to them yeah. and approve it. And then it has to get approved for TV, too. It, it, yeah, on top of that. So, uh, and, and all that's working in tandem with... Did you know this back then? No. Oh. I didn't even... I was just a little boy just waiting for... So <laughs> You don't Japan, give a shit about any of this stuff. You're just, like, waiting, and, like, all this back-end stuff is happening. In Japan, they already know what already happened. Here, I'm Really? Here. Yeah, because it's already... It already gotten released? Yes. They didn't just send it at the same time? I'll tell you right now. Attack on Titan right now? Yeah. It's already done. The fourth season. It's already been played in Japan. They've Wait, but already have had they, the manga. Okay, so they have an English dubbed it, but have they like? It's yes, it's released. It you can watch it online right now. Only They're in halfway, Japanese, yes, though. Yes, but that's what I'm trying to say. Oh. Like as a little boy, you don't realize that they don't have access to that. You but have to. Go it kind of sucks though at the same time because then it doesn't have. I I kind of lost the hype factor of Attack of the Titans. I don't Attack even remember. Attack of the Titans. What was it Attack called? Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. I don't know. I'm new to this too, but I'm trying to be. But I don't um, I don't even remember how where we lost it. Lap, oh, lap, lost hype. Uh, left it. Lost I don't remember it. what happened. What happened? They finally reached the water. They finally realized that they were the only, the only. They were nation. on an island. They were like every. You know how the warring factions were at war with like the Titans. They didn't know where they came from, but they just came. Yes. And this, this, these, this whole kingdom was always on t- under attack by these Titans. Yes. They realized that. It wasn't just the Titans. It was the whole people in that society, too. Was attacking that them. That they were all a part of the Titan race. Oh. And that there's an oh, even yeah. bigger city oh, yeah. outside of that whole area oh, yeah. that all segregated them to that But did, what about area. the monkey guy? Like, did we ever... The monkey are guys we friends? are part of these citizens. They all have the Titan blood running in them. So, but they wanted to kill each other. Because they didn't realize their past. So then are they cool now? Yes. They're so the monkey guy, they're all working together? together? Yeah. Where was now that? they have to fight the forces without out them but there's also more information that we don't know that early we don't know the true origin story of the divide of the actual two so we're gonna have to they're gonna make like a a boat and go check out that's yes they're okay. gonna go check out the real the bigger I world they don't even really need a boat with the monkey you know how they had horses giant. and shit yeah in the other city it's all futuristic stuff at they're the same time, the dark ages or something. Yeah, I thought that they were going back and forth in time. N- no, that was well, just well, those before and after kind of things. That's actually like current time, and then the remember when they saw the blimp? That blimp oh, yeah. that was that I was in the past, but it was even futuristic. Why the hell they have blimps oh, in that yeah. area? Why are they running horseback when they could have cars in the other place? True. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So that's that. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is that right now it's like <sighs> it's gone. Sleep. You could, like, look up the ending of it, probably. Maybe they're, like, two episodes finished, ready to be finished. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm sitting there just, like, not even acknowledging any of it because I want to watch it because I'm used to the voices. Yeah. Remember I Well, remember we that? tried one time? We because, tried to watch, like, the, the, the captions. Half, half, they split it up. They split up the season. Yeah, that was a bummer. Because they have to wait for the other half to be dubbed. When it's ready, though, are you going to be, like, right on it? Like, I want to watch it right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, find out next time on this episode. <laughs> but yes, sorry. Um, don't say yes, sorry. Ne- what? I said don't say sorry. Uh, sorry, not sorry. 
<laughs> next week we will get in depth with the day of leaving to Peru to Peru and meeting your family again but living with to them stay. Mm-hmm. yeah like pick, having them pick you up in the airport and you know going home home peace <laughs>